a saying that I have known since my early years is the one from Rudyard Kipling, a Britisher who was born in India but lived in England and wrote poems and short stories, East is East, and West is West, and never the twain shall meet. It means that the culture of the West, Europe and the Americas, will always be very different from that of the East, Asia. It is part of his poem The Ballad of East and West. After over 42 years of living in England, and having examined the British with my Dharmic Hindu eyes, it certainly seems that Rudyard Kipling had made an important observation from the colonial times. Is this difference in culture God-organized or something to do with the genes, the DNA of the people? I have a theory on how humanity evolves through the manifestation of triad guna consciousness. It is equally true that I believe God created the guna consciousness mechanism to regulate humanity as part of his Vishwarupa. So the question is where do Western and Eastern values fit into the schematics of this guna consciousness? When one examines humanity and sees the butchery perpetrated by some people against other human beings and the West's response militarily with its counter-terrorism efforts it is clear that the West lives in ignorance to want to police the world and organize it for its own benefits using humanitarian aid as a means to this end. The manner in which Western states are organized along capitalist exploitative and materialistic lines shows that it has ulterior motives for its overseas interventions, most notably to secure its future supplies of oil and other natural resources for the consumption of its citizens. Thus the humanitarian pretense is a tactical maneuver to cover up its ulterior motives of world domination. The domination of the world through capitalist globalization under the military umbrella of NATO, North Atlantic Treaty Organization, is the continuation of the evil imperialistic and colonialistic policies that the West has pursued for hundreds of years. Coupled to this foreign policy is the manner in which their own states are organized. My study of the British system of justice and law and order shows it to bear no relation to the implementation of the concept of natural justice. The manner in which a Dharmic Hindu truth seeker was marginalized out of society, banned from free thought and rationalism discussion board, secular cafe, and rational skepticism, and forced out of scientific research to live a life of poverty in the United Kingdom in seclusion shows why I consider British values as being the manifestation of tamasic guna consciousness of the deity Shiva, which may roughly be translated to the English word evil. Western countries live like a gang and are racist in their outlook on humanity. They know no better because they have not had imparted to them directly any religious values by God. The Christianity that they adopted was a bastardization of the Ten Commandments in order to control their people to make them live like morons to the state. In the post-colonial era a lot of people consequently became atheistic and promoted secularism in government. They spend their time running about doing sports and taking their dogs out for walks instead of asking questions about why they are still living. They gorge through large amounts of livestock products like fish, meat, eggs and milk to keep themselves plump and healthy and to satisfy their taste buds. They want to prolong their lives through great medical discoveries and facilities for curing ailments so that they can have holidays until they die. They are therefore attached to their bodies and other possessions. God is directly responsible for the way Western society has evolved to these values, and the question therefore arises as to why God never imparted any religious revelations to Western societies directly. On the other hand, the center of world religions, one could say, the endemism of religious thoughts, is India. Great religions were born in this subcontinent of Asia from about 10,000 years in which people had no problems about living in poverty devoting themselves instead to developing ideas on spirituality as the moral and righteous basis for living. The Vedas were created, and the Ramayana, the Mahavarata etc. people were satisfied with a largely vegetarian diet, were gentle and peace-loving and lived in tune with nature. Such living is the manifestation of the sattvic guna consciousness of the deity Brahma the source of truth and knowledge. Jainism, 
Buddhism and Sikhism and other sampradayas emulated components of sattvic Hinduism to develop various strands of spiritualistic lives bordering between sattvic and rajasic guna consciousness when the intention was to form religious and philosophical societies rather than encourage the practice of religion at an individual level in the observation of Dharma. Every generation was involved in creating its own religion which built on existing philosophies where they failed to satisfy particular people. Thus, in India people were left free to think and contemplate on the meaning of life and live accordingly in perpetuity. When this goes on day after day for thousands of years any thinking mind will conclude that the people were being rewarded in some way for their thoughts which perpetuates the spiritual life at the cost of materialistic objectives. God must have intervened heavily in the lives of the people to make them lead such lives. He must have been the source of considerable revelations to Hindus from very ancient times. Christianity and Islam were introduced to India by Shiva-inspired actions of invaders and do not make progress in the Indian mind as they are doctrinally restrictive and therefore tamasic although by their very proselytizing nature these religions are made to survive in modified forms. So why would God choose to generate the philosophies of the East and West that are so ingrained in how the two live diametrically opposite ways of spirituality and materialism? In my view it is how humanity has been balanced through the operation of these two components of triad guna consciousness. For all its evil ways, God did provide plenty of natural resources in the planet for humans to use and with their intelligence develop science and technology needed to enhance humanity into more comfortable and interconnected lives. Shivaguna consciousness generates great intelligence for such advancements. Brahmaguna consciousness does not have the time, motivation or the intelligence to do so. So we have the internet today which is a western value generated technological feature that has brought the world together to share knowledge and communicate with each other. I am using that facility to write my views on my understanding of the Hindu conception of reality to the world audience so that potentially everyone benefits from these developments. I have written extensively in this blog on the sattvic conceptions of economics, dietetics, the management of the environment and biodiversity and the establishment of reasonable and sustainable human interrelationships as being the ideals of Dharma. These have all been ignored by the Western audience and the few people who came to comment in my blog, such as Egregious and Thomas Jones, have written denigratingly to indicate that they fundamentally disagreed with what I have written. Likewise, the Deputy Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, Mr. Nick Clegg, or someone representing the Liberal Democrats Party, has not retracted the comment written into my blog that I should refrain from expressing my deeply unpleasant and abhorrent views on human sexual relationships presumably, since that topic cannot be dissociated from how we humans live generally we need to hear from Mr. Nick Clegg to clarify his position. It is also clear that the efforts I have put into bringing about an official state verdict on this matter has amounted to nothing with the authorities showing themselves to be unwilling to let a judge in a court of law decide on which of the two positions is to be considered the more morally defensible. Hence, East is East and West is West and the twain shall never meet was an appropriate observation back in history. Guna consciousness being a creation of God, he cannot take sides on which is more desirable from his point of view, naturally. That is just the way it should be but he did intervene to help me seek knowledge as a sattvic Hindu person. That is just the way it is. Loading. September 14, 2014, posted by Shantanup, uncategorized.